What's good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, as always, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy, Obed, in the building. What's going on with you, homie? Good to see you, my friend. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Doing well, man. Doing well. It's been a, a lovely start to the year. I think we're off to the races, ready to get into it. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, well, almost January is about three quarters of the way done. You know, it's kind of 2023 is slowly moving along, but we're here. We're ready to go. Um, yeah, man, not too much is happening, you know, in the wild world of sports and entertainment. You know, we obviously we got some football and the playoff action, you know, basketball is, this, is getting on their way. We're almost at that all-star break there. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is hurt again. Missed yeah. 17 games. Yep. 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 As per usual, as per usual yeah. there. <laughs> um, there. Lu- Lu- Luka Doncic is playing lights out. John Morant's playing lights out. I Did wish you- I knew the, the name of this handle. I know, Sherman, you're not on Instagram, but there's a guy on Instagram who loves basketball and this is probably the only thing that will make me watch basketball is that he goes through and he pauses and he shows you the when carries people, the, the travels, travels yo, the, the, i've seen that clips like that. yo it's funny he called out kd the other day about it and, and kevin durant i think commented statute of limitations <laughs> chill <laughs> already expired your honor your honor objection you can no longer pursue action against this, this defendant <laughs> the, the, the the beauty of basketball is gone the, yeah. you j- just watch college if you want to see one two get that gag of the gather step nonsense out of here just watch did college. you did you happen to see last night at the uh memphis uh grizzlies la lakers game that shannon sharp was on the sideline he got into it with some of the memphis grizzlies players they were going at him talking on and basically he said to him, yo man you don't want this smoke you don't right. want these problems literally right. like he says that to them he's like you right. don't want this you don't want he's <laughs> in his 50s and he looked like he squat 300 pounds my man is a hall of fame talent dog facts and he even got into with john morant's dad Okay, but they ended up squashing the beef later. But it was it was it was it was entertaining to say the least. I will say that. But uh, anyway, All let's. Get... They love Skip. That's why the members love Skip. <laughs> yo, I don't know why. That, oh man, that's a whole other topic right there. Yeah. Let's not even get into that <laughs> let's right not now. Get into it. <laughs> oh, let's get let's let's get it started, Obed. Um, before we get into our uh, majority, we're going to be doing a deep dive in NFL, of course, with Wild Card Weekend last week and the divisional matchups this weekend. I'm not sure if you saw this, but um, we know that a lot has been surrounding a lot of, a lot of not, I wouldn't say controversy, but a lot of topics have been surrounding college football lately and players being finally allowed to sign NIL deals, which is on name, image, and likeness deals. Um, well, there was a recent article that came out in uh, top recruit from the 2023 class quarterback, Jaden Rashada. I think he's the number 27 overall recruit in 2023 um, that he was originally, he committed to Florida University of Florida back in December, he had is expecting an NIL deal of about $13.5 million. That fell through uh, with a company called, uh, I think it was Gator Collective. Mm-hmm. Now he decommitted to from Florida. He basically asked, asked them, he requested to uh, get out of his national letter of intent and they granted his request. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering now, are we going to be seeing more of this and or should players even be allowed to just decommit from a school just because there's basically their side hustle didn't, didn't work out for them. Um, yeah, yes, we should. I think we allow coaches to, to do things of this nature, uh, at the end of the season, right before bowl games, um, you know, uh, and where these guys are paid excessive millions directly from their employer, 
which is probably going to be a, a question that comes up later, are amateur athletes at college programs employees of the school? Um, mm -hmm. you, one would say you invest in an amateur athlete at your school more than you invest in some of your faculty. Faculty, you know what I mean? The faculty <laughs> has access to the gym, but nobody has access to the private field facility that the team uses with the million dollar uh, locker room and workout range and, you know, uh, rehab center, right? That, you know, you just cover my health insurance. I have to pay my copay. Mm -hmm. Stop it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but at any rate, so yeah. Um, And, you know, side hustle, I would probably point more towards main hustle because <laughs> these kids are trying to, I mean, listen, if you know yeah, disrespect you to yeah. any professional athletes out there, I've heard the stories. I've seen the the scandals. These guys aren't, aren't, if you, I tell this, this uh, joke every single time, if I am Nick Saban and I'm signed to a deal that pays me $7 million a year, if my walk into my star defensive tackles uh, a dorm room and he's reading his first science book, he can go home. He can go home and he can read his earth science book there because I didn't bring him here to read earth science. I can't brought him here to read the quarterback's eyes and go get penetration on the line. That's mm -hmm. why I brought him here. Mm -hmm. If he wants to get a degree, that's on his time. He's here on my time on money given to me by the school to give this person for him in order to play this game. Now, the concept of this Gator Collective, like it's just nothing has changed. Every we went through all this rigmarole. Nothing's changed. These are boosters. These are boosters who brought their money together and want <laughs> right. to pay to see a specific player here. You know, John Wooden had ones. No wonder he had all these amazing players, you know, uh, Bill Walton, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, excuse me, Blue Alcindor, Blue Alcindor. Um, you know, I, I uh, it's just out in the open now that there's a group of people who work in the, co in, you know, combination with uh, University of Florida to bring the, the recruits in, show them a good time, tell them to be taken care of, and then offer them an NIL, NIL deal. And if he didn't like the deal or it wasn't working out, that's fine. He finally has the arguing and bar uh, bargaining, excuse me, the uh, negotiation power that he lacked before that he should have had as a player, uh, uh, as a as a product of this game, uh, or excuse me, the product of this game uh, for years now. You know, I think yeah. he, they have a right to be able to demand what they want. And if he wasn't coming to the table, then I get it now we we just have to get used to this the only reason this is big is because it's the first time it's happened right 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 i think right. it was and it was more on the organization they just basically didn't live up to their commitment to the to the kid right. uh it's basically what it was and so he was like all right well i think that was the part of the reason why he was going to go to florida you know the reason that he was going to go to the university of florida now he did have a lot of uh, some other offers from schools i think including uh cal penn state right. uh az state and auburn right. I, I believe but I mean, I can, yeah, I can see this happening. I can see this becoming a trend where a student, a potential student is committed to, let's say, a USC, uh, a Miami, a Texas, whatever the case may be, is only because they know they're going to sign with this other organization to make money in the South while they're at that university. And right. if that, that doesn't work out for them to say, all right, well, I can pretty much, they know they can go somewhere else. They're talented enough. They got one deal. They're probably going to get another deal, you know? Right. Um, it's, I feel like it's almost going to shame be a shame because before college football was just about kids playing ball. Now it's becoming more of a business with this NIL deal in place. Now, granted, it was a business for the schools. Don't get me wrong because they were making millions of dollars off of it. But right. now with the kids being able to make money off of it, they're going to pick it. It's almost like 
it's almost like going into free agency. You know, now it's, now, it's, yeah, been, right? it's been free agency, though. It's, you, are, you hit it 100 percent on the head. But I, I would argue that it's never been just about playing ball. It's been marketed as it's just about playing ball, the love mm. of the game. It's always been a big business. It's always been, you know, people are just like, damn, how much money did the Patriots pay Tom Brady? And he had this deal with putting the TB12 thing in their in their stadium and all that stuff. But it's just like mm. he is part of the reason that that organization is now worth $1.2 billion. And if one player can change the trajectory of your business, uh, an entity that operates in the United States of America, brings in some profits, does some uh, some work, you know, files taxes. Can one person can get you from you know hundreds of millions and bottom of the barrel because the AFC used to be a joke. The Patriots got blasted in the Super Bowl by the Bills. Refrigerator Perry scored a touchdown. He plays defense. <laughs> they 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 are now like one of the last twenty years at least creme de la creme and worth over a billion dollars. If one player can help change that trajectory, you need to pay them. You can't you can't keep hiding the money. And mm. so at the end of the day, we're not going back. We're going to go forward. They need to start acting in good faith and if you act in good faith these things get done he's still there right all we're talking about is a crooked business doing what crooked businesses do screw the person who's doing the work and then have, but now the person can walk away and be like yo i don't need to take this from you yeah yeah and i i think you meant to say the uh the bears were refrigerator pair not the bills yeah the- I, I said there oh they, I thought, we're I the like, yeah we're on the yeah yeah i thought you i thought you, I thought you said bills <laughs> no worries, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of my my buffalo team that's all it is let's put that positive bills energy out there oh just yeah. a, another college note uh deon sanders flipped five-star recruit cormani mclean from miami who is mm. the number four overall prospect uh, he's the highest ranked Colorado, recruit Colorado has brought in since uh, they started, since ESPN started ranking players in 2006. So it's happening. The, 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 the kids want to De- play for our, the yeah. Dion effect is in full effect. Well, I think, I think the, and I know it's going to sound crazy to say this, the anti-establishment effect, right? We, we know Dion always did it his way mm. in a way that we would have done it if we had the opportunity, right? Mm but still coming from the same background that's not some moneyed up rich boy out there you know making moves so might be a rich homie Quan at this point uh you know <laughs> throw, throw some d's on there and by d we mean dion uh hey. yeah um and you know so he 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 can go and speak to these gentlemen because he was them right right you always see you think of blue chips right you think of this individual coming in and talking to your family well you first southern you first baptist or you southern baptist <laughs> we don't take kindly to southern baptist around here right right you fire know, movie by the way fire fire movie by the way um and so dion can go in there and say hey i i will get you ready for the pros you want you want scouts here i'll make a phone call i know everybody's coach he knows the coaching tree roots of mm-hmm. the coaches that kids today love oh they mm-hmm. love he's like oh i love mike mcdaniel oh yeah i know i know uh mike shanahan yeah i could get mike shanahan to give a call and get his son and all them dudes on the staff to come out here and see you guys play mm-hmm. like like that and then other coaches Les miles ain't doing that chip kelly ain't doing that mm-hmm. saban saban can do that right yeah he has, that kind, I mean? of pull. Right, right, he right. has that kind of pull but very few coaches can do that and because he is one and he can prove he can get you to the pipeline. He's going to start getting these kids. And even though they're in like basically in, in Colorado, not a very big popular, you know, destination, if you will, right, you know, right, right. right. So I hope they're ready. To, I hope they're ready for so the new Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's that new, new stuff, you know, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be popping out there. I, I got to tell you a story about that off, off air, off air. That's okay. Off air. All right. <laughs> um, let's get into our NFL recap. Obey discussing wildcard weekend. I'm going to look at three matchups. 
uh, to focus on this week. Um, the first one, I think it was the biggest shocker of them all, the Jacksonville-Los Angeles Chargers game where the Jaguars overcame a 27-point deficit to beat the Chargers 31-30 to on a last-minute uh, field goal, last-second field goal there um, from – I mean, from being down 27 nothing in the second quarter, I believe, I believe it was. Then you go into the half, so 27-7, the Jags got a late touchdown there. From from being down 27 nothing to just basically imploding uh, on the defensive side for the Chargers now and you winning this game at the last second, this is put the, this the Jags at an all-time high, if you will. I mean, the Jags – Probably shouldn't have won this game. Let's just be honest. The Chargers, I think everyone would agree the Chargers were a better football team with better pieces. Austin Eckler is probably one of the best running backs in the league this year. Um, Keenan Allen had an okay game, but probably the best receiver on the football field that, in that, during in, in, in that matchup. One of the few healthy ones because the coach was dumb enough to play his starters in a meaningless game. Oh, yeah. So that's what my thing I was kind of going to get into. And I think we touched on it briefly last week. We saw we talked about that, you know, mentioning that Mike Williams got hurt. How does Brandon Staley keep his job? Now, we know that the Chargers already fired offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. Mm -hmm. um, And I believe the quarterback coach based on the – Shane Day as well got let go, but Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, is still on board. And he even said he had no doubt he he was going to stay on board as as the head coach of his Chargers team. I, I I'm I don't I honestly I'm shocked, especially off the fact that what happened last year we talked about. I think we talked about this as well too, where they were trying to get in the playoffs. All they had to do against the Raiders was play for the tie, and they went for mm. the win, and they lost, so they missed the playoffs because of that. So mm. two years in a row, your team screws up this bad. Damn. What are the what's the Chargers organization thinking? <sighs> you know, I just I think the Chargers organization is wondering if they really hired a defensive coordinator because, sure, you have a hand in creating what some would consider a vaunted. Rams defense, right? Um, Super Bowl winning Rams defense. Did that Super Bowl winning Rams defense just have a bunch of talent on it? You know, were you actually, you know, organizing these this defense in a way that because they've been they've been a seed. They look like Dan Quinn when we were like, why is Dan Quinn the head coach supposedly of a vaunted defense coming from the Legion of Boom? Because he coordinated the Legion of Boom, and then it just has these collapses. Like you're up twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl. And you lose in overtime. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why does that keep happening to those teams? Now, Dan Quinn seems to be doing pretty well with uh, Dallas, Dallas. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, um, but yeah. that defense was, was already rocking before he showed up. Um, now, Brandon Staley, you're supposed to be the defensive head of co- defensive coordinator of a team that came and took a head coaching job. But this defense has been terrible over the last two years. Mm-hmm. His defense uh, hilariously lost on a last second possession by Travis Kelsey, where he just ran right through your defense last year and, and shut the game down. Mm-hmm. And now you come out here and you're up by 30. You can't even win a game when you have a, a you know, 20 plus point lead. So, you know, I don't Ter- think, terrible. you know, and this is, and he's, he's a snake. If there's anything to, to learn from this, Brandon Staley is a snake because you come out of the conversation about what happened as I think we had a bad offensive place, offensive uh, uh, play calling. I think we had a terrible offensive game, right? Because 
we got to 27, scored 30, did nothing in the fourth quarter. We couldn't score. He ba- they basically said you couldn't score any points in the fourth quarter. That's why we got to get rid of you, which is why, hogwash. I want to know, though, why was Austin Eckler not getting the football? I think you're trying to keep him fresh. You know, but you know, if you're not, if you're trying keep to keep him fresh for what? If you lose, you're done, bro. <laughs> there's no, there's no, exactly. there's no next exactly. week later. You there's you no do what you got to do in in that one. You got to think one game at a time. And the and the thing about the Chargers defense wasn't too bad. They had four interceptions off for Trevor Lawrence. Right, right. You're not you, and it's not like you not getting the opportunity to get the ball back and do something with it. Like you right. really came out here and just threw the ball away for no reason. Like 43 attempts. The Justin Herbert should have maybe 29 attempts total. Because you should be running the clock and bleeding the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Instead of throwing away stuff that is just worthless. I, I I don't know if you needed to throw six balls to Gerald Everett. I don't I don't know why you didn't utilize Josh Palmer more and try to get some big hits downfield, uh, or, or maybe just get guys moving side to side, right, and mm-hmm. eat up clock. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is it is bad coaching and it's the head coach and i think they're going to give him another year to screw it up and then we can have this conversation about him being on the hot seat next the year after next yeah Yeah. what do you think about the jacksonville jaguars obed i mean how good can this team really be we we obviously they've improved now under doug peterson of course that whole debacle with Urban Meyer, as we know, didn't work out. But Peterson has, has really kind of turned this Jaguars team around. I, I don't think they're quite, you know, ascended, you know, to, you know, top tier in the AFC just yet. You know, they had a nice little year finishing above 500 uh, for the first time in a while, getting in the playoffs, winning this game. But, you know, as I think everyone's expecting them to lose again this, they lose again this coming weekend. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like, you know, he was worthy of that number one overall pick. They got Travis Etienne is coming, you know, re- basically come back in full force from that ACL injury from last year. Mm-hmm. We didn't even play at all last year, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I still feel like they're missing a couple of, especially pieces where they're, especially a like number one wide receiver, I should say, you know, um, I don't think Christian Kirk or Jay Jones is kind of that dude. They're solid backups, you know, number twos and number threes, but they're not yeah. a top tier. They're not a, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, they're not a you know a Justin Jefferson type player, you know. Stephon Diggs. You're right, exactly. So, how good can this Jag- Jags team be? Um, in that division, they can be very good. They can compete. They can make the playoffs. They could probably make the playoffs every year. Also, kept Doug Peterson in his job. They just kept making the playoffs and then pop a Super Bowl, right? Um, until it fell off the wheels. The system works. You leave the regular season on a five game win streak. Um, you know, yes, you play some pretty porous teams there, uh, but you're in dogfights. You're winning dogfights. You're coming back. You're beating the Ravens, you know, who might have been a bad team at that time. Um, mm-hmm. And your your division opponents will give you all. Like, they lost to the Colts. We know the Colts are terrible, right? Right, right. Um, right. But, yeah, you know, I mean, there's 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 so much more fight here. And, again, hats off to them. They won their division, right? They, they wrestled it away from a team in Tennessee who was, what, in first place? Uh, in the AFC not too many mm-hmm. years ago, you know, mm-hmm. consistently vying for an opportunity. Yeah. And they lost the te- they lost to the Houston Texans earlier in the year. So that's another win they should have had too. So they could have right. e- they could have easily been you know eleven and six on the year for sure. Right. So you know the hats off. I think they've done great. I think it proves that there is talent there at these or that these teams that have just been poorly coached. And when you can get guys to organize appropriately, it's just like, yeah, we have these massive amounts of top packs top picks in the NFL in the, uh, from the draft, we should be able to put them together and do some things. And, and Doug Pedersen has done that. I think they could win the division again. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this division is kind of on the way out. I believe we're on the way down, you know, really down. I mean, Houston's going to be bit, continue to be bad. You know, yeah. the Colts, you know, they still don't, not sure about their quarterback position there. Uh, and then in the, and the Titans, they might be moving on from Ryan Tannehill. Who knows? You know, um, how many years you know, can Mike, they give Derrick Henry 30 uh, touches a game? Right. I mean, Mike Vrabel is a hell, a hell of a coach. I don't think it's Mike Vrabel at all. It's just, it's just talent wise. You know, they're just kind of struggling there. Don't have the QB, um, yeah. Yep, exactly. We'll see so, what happens with Malik, Malik Willis. Willis right. right. We'll see what happens. You know. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, this Jack, this Jack's team is going to be solid for, and they can compete in that division for years to come for sure. Okay. Um, the other match I wanted to another another match I wanted to look at was Cincinnati and Baltimore game when Cincinnati kind of was was, was kept, kept it close for a little bit. There it was seventeen seventeen going into, into the fourth quarter when this, the Bengals returned a fumble recovery for a touchdown to take away, take the lead and never relinquished to the Ravens winning that game 24 to 17. Now the Bengals, of course, were the highly favored team, I think going into that game, but it was closer than we thought, even though Lamar Jackson did not play in that game, as we talked about last week, um, there's going to be a lot of talk about the Ravens and Lamar, you know, what his, what his whole contract situation is, um, what they should really do. Um, what's your take quickly, Obed, on this before we kind of get into the more of the matchup with the Bengals and everything? Um, do they sign him long-term? Do they franchise him? Or do they just let him walk? Oh, they're probably going to let him walk. Um, they're going to attempt, they're going to, you know, go for the franchise tag, obviously. Um, now, he doesn't have to sign that, right? But I don't think they want this to turn into a bad blood situation. If you don't sign me to the agreement that we had in place before the season starts, know that that price is not going down after the season that you made me play on my rookie deal. It's going up, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, now it's going to cost them more because they have to do right by him because he came out and gave his all, got injured in the process. He left it out there for you, what you what you demanded, man. Um, and so I don't know. Again, I'm still calling for him to be the new starting coach, his new starting quarterback for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. My question is, Sherman, what does he need to be successful in Baltimore? He needs a number one wide receiver. This is why I think they need to go hard after DeAndre Hopkins. I think I mentioned this last week or the week before. They need to go after DeAndre Hopkins heavy. You know, um, you cannot just rely, simply rely on Mark Andrews every single time. Right. Now, granted, I get that that uh, uh, that offense that was formerly under Greg Roman, who has now been released, um, from the from Baltimore, you know, tight ends and running backs thrived in that offense. Okay, fine, but you're obviously it wasn't working out because you weren't going too far. You, you was Lamar wasn't able to put up the numbers. You know, right. even though Lamar is probably one of the best athletes in the entire NFL, yeah. he wasn't considered a top tier QB itself as far as right. being a pocket passer because he didn't right. have the necessary weapons to do so you know look at this game against the Bengals Mark Andrews now their number one target 10 targets five catches 73 yards the next player with that was J.K. Dobbins the running back five targets okay what did I just say tight ends and running backs get you know th thriving that offense adjusted there right but look at the next receiver Demarcus Robinson two catches for 49 yards on three targets even though, it's, like I said, you know, it wasn't Lamar QB, it was Tyler Huntley. Still, this is not the type of offense. It's especially in the AFC where you guys got you guys you got Joel Burrow, mm -hmm. you got Josh Allen, you mm -hmm. got Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to compete and put up numbers with, against these guys because you're going to have these matchups yeah. where you're going to have to throw for 300, maybe even 400 yards to compete with these dudes in, in a couple right. of touchdowns, right. and you cannot do that 
with receivers that are solid number twos and threes, you know, right. you know what I mean? You need that, yeah. that top tier weapon to compete because the level of competition in the AFC is so high at the quarterback position and yeah. they have the pieces, even though KC, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill, but they didn't, Patrick Mahomes didn't lose because he's Patrick Mahomes. He can overcome that. He's, he's an still actual got, quarterback. He's still, he's still in the, in the, what we remember from the Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, you know what I mean? Josh Very McCown. Good. Josh McCown yeah. used to come out of, of being a substitute teacher and slang the rock in, in uh, Chicago and <laughs> uh, in Tampa Bay. If you are unable to hit windows, if you mm-hmm. are unable to find the, the players, you're not going to be successful. And mm-hmm. that, this is something that I have driven on and on and on about uh, on on uh, Cam Newton. When I said, you know, playing the quarterback position is like beer pong. Is, is your guy hitting water or is he hitting the outside rim? Is he coming up short? Is he missing the table, right? Or mm-hmm. is he hitting water? You need to be hitting water. You need to be hitting windows. I think yes. you make, make a very good point. Greg Roman has a system that works and has kept him around in the NFL. But these guys get so dogmatic in the system that they only get players to fit the system. Mm-hmm. I don't need a number one. The system's based on tight ends and running backs. It's the same thing that they do out in uh, Cleveland. But mm-hmm. when you finally get a number one, Amari Cooper comes out of nowhere because they have a guy that can throw. They have a quarterback. They have a wide receiver who can make all of the plays because he is a, a, a route rushing technician, route running technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get dogmatic in the Greg Roman system, I don't need top tier guys. So I don't draft top tier guys. I don't make my staff look for top tier guys. And then you see what happens to the quality on the team. We can operate the system and win games. We're not built for the long haul. Exactly. You're not winning because the goal is to win championships. You know what I mean? Right. Not just right. win, not just win football game in the, in the regular season or right. on a, or an occasional playoff game. It took, right. you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that he definitely needs that. But um, you mentioned about, you know, Lamar, he may, they may let him walk, you know, um, the price has gone up. Like you said, uh, to quote my man, Fat Joe, yesterday's price is not today's price. Ooh. You know, like, it's just what it is, bro. You know, big facts, you, big facts. You know, he he's gonna he's gonna command a decent amount of money. It's probably gonna be that two two fifty to two seventy five guaranteed range. Um, you know, just going off of the whole Deshaun Watson thing there. Right, right. You know, it's kind of I would say it's probably you know upwards of about two two hundred seventy five million dollars guaranteed uh, over that long term deal that he wants. Yeah. Um, but again, I still think that he's going to need a top tier wide receiver. You know, yeah. and that's just that's just the reality of it for him to truly, truly succeed. Now, this um, is a guy, and sorry to cut you off. This is a guy in Lamar Jackson who used to run a pro style offense when he was coming out of Louisville, where he won a Heisman Trophy. So, he why wouldn't you run a pro style offense for him? Why are you forcing him into a role that doesn't work for today's NFL? Mm-hmm. The way that he's played with his peers, and the way that he knows that the game is played. He plays like all these guys. He plays RPO. He knows yeah. that stuff. He understands yeah. those concepts. Mm-hmm. But you refuse to play that with him and open things up. He, you know, and if it's if you then go back to his strengths of what he's good at, it's going to cost you. It mm-hmm. just the 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 Ravens made a very poor miscalculation in not signing him. Now, yet sucks. You would have had to bend to his mother doing the negotiations, but you you really do. You really should have signed him. Yeah. I'm looking at the list of free agent wide receivers in 20 for right now for 2023. There aren't too many top tier names. You mean possible, you know, Nelson Aguilar with from the New England Patriots. Nope. You know, no, he's going to stick around. You think, you oh, know? no, no, I'm well, we're saying yes or no. I don't think that helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sterling Shepard from the New York Giants. Nope. I don't know. Uh, DJ Chark. Why? Uh, 
Yeah, right, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, from the Lions. That's what I'm saying. So there's aren't really legit top tier number ones. You know, Julio is his he's aged out. He's pretty much done. You know, he's yeah. done and he's always hurt. Um, perhaps uh Juju Smith Schuster, Casey, no. but I think I think he sticks he around there. The field. He doesn't stretch the field. You know, Jarvis Landry, perhaps, you know, he's too old. You know, and yeah, there's aren't they're, they're going to have to make a trade. And this is why I say they should go after DeAndre Hopkins, who's Arizona has already said they are willing to trade him. You know, yeah, um, that's really he want he to come in. I don't know his his trade package. I don't know what his his clause is. If he had like right. a no trade clause or anything, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go play outside and and take hits in the AFC North. The games are brutal. Where he's, to watch. where he's in Arizona in the warmth in the in a dome stadium. In a dome and in the warmth all the time. Yeah. Right. After being in Houston. So mm-hmm. who knows? But um anyway, going back to this Ravens Bengals game, what did you see from the Bengals that really impressed you, Obed? You know, and how you know we all know what the Bengals are and the the reigning AFC champions, you know, of course. Yeah. But anything from the Bengals that you liked or you know, you that you can see them moving forward and being successful? Hayden Hurst game is there, it's strong. Um, I would love to see more of Tyler Boyd. I think he's the lost man there. Like they could throw to seven guys every game if they wanted to, you know, and, mm-hmm. and be successful in it. And I think that just distribution of the ball, high efficiency, you know, 23 or 32 is not terrible, but you only miss nine passes. That's not bad. How many of those were drops? Maybe they oh, we only commit like four bad passes for the quarterback. That's mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, I think, again, I had this question asked to me of, of some really old friends uh, over the weekend, starting a team, who would I rather start with my wide receiver, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? I'm still taking Justin Jefferson. I don't know what people are watching in Jamar Chase and just writing off Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson had already done it for a year before J- Jamar Chase showed up. I, I don't. I don't know what, you know, toughness, he's got it. He takes care of himself. He's always out there. You can trust him and just toss the ball to him. His Justin Jefferson's coaching staff doesn't believe in him as much as Jamar Chase's coaching staff does, but that's because Jamar Chase, they're just trying to get some magic between the quarterback that he threw to in college, Mm -hmm. right? If you can just create an opportunity for them to have synergy, maybe they'll do those things for us over the next couple of years. I think it's possible, but you know, Jamar is out here with just any old quarterback that people hate in Kirk Cousins, and he's getting it done. Um, mm-hmm. But Jamar Chase is probably going to be the difference maker in this. If I don't know if T Higgins is hurt. I don't know what's going on with T Higgins. I, I think he looks like he's fine. Um, obviously he had some injury troubles over the season coming back from the shoulder. Uh, and I think he had an ankle injury as well before the, the uh, playoff started. Um, I think they're going to have to, if there's one thing lacking, it's the run game. You know, these Joe Mixon disappearing. They this is for for a guy who scored five touchdowns in a game. You know, you would think he'd come out and be a huge portion of the offense. They paid mm-hmm. him to do so. And I just, you know, 11 for 39, you know, your longest carry was 11. So you're telling me you rushed 10 times for 29 yards? 20 you know? yards. Yeah, yeah, That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I think we all know that this Bengals offense runs through Joe Burrow, um, you know, he's proving himself as a top tier QB in this league. You know, as you already mentioned, Jamar Chase is that dude, you know, and speaking of, you said Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I would probably say Justin Jefferson right now, but Jamar Chase don't, don't sleep. He's definitely on the come up for sure. He can be that dude for for real, for real. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the Bengals got a, a tough test with Buffalo uh, the upcoming uh, this weekend, which we'll talk about here in a few. But um, it was a solid game. Like I said, Tyler Huntley just makes that one mistake at the goal line, trying to restretch over, gets the fumble, Bengals scoop and score. You know, um, what would this game have looked like if Lamar Jackson had it played? Who knows? But Honestly, uh, I, I still think the Bengals win this game. I mean, yeah, I would have picked the Bengals anyway to win the yeah. game. But look how close it was, though. Just really imagine if Tyler Huntley, imagine if that ball crosses the goal line before it gets fumbled. Yeah. Do the Ravens win? You know, because you know, nothing they goes go for two. They're one of those games. The, the Ravens are a team that goes for two and loses you know? because they lose. They miss it as opposed to tying the game and playing for overtime. But, right. you know. but yeah, but you know, remember this was the, it, the the game was the game was tied at that point. Remember that? Yeah, the Bengals yeah. went up because of that fumble. That's what I'm saying. And so they didn't let him score the rest of the way. So imagine if Tyler Huntley that ball crosses the goal line. What happens then? You know. So. Yeah. Who knows? This I think that shows the resolve of this Baltimore defense, the, you know, this Baltimore defense and this team, and and in John Harbaugh as well too. That he's one of the best coaches. He can coach a team who is down. They, I think last year they had the most injuries out of anyone in, in the entire NFL. Yeah. There was still about five hundred. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So that proves you know this guy Harbaugh is a good good yeah. coach, just like Mike Tomlin with this, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So many injuries, and he can still win and get a finish above five hundred. Just need that offense, and then maybe they can start turning things around. Yep. Um, the last match I wanted to look at was the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Cowboys dominated the Bucks and out here in Tampa, thirty-one to fourteen. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't close at all. Um, Tampa just didn't know what to do. Uh, they their offense struggled mightily. Um, playoff Lenny was nowhere to be seen for the Bucks. Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times. I mean, granted, I know you were down, but still, you weren't even trying to run the football, I feel. Um, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys looked looked really, really good. Obed, Dak Prescott, he had a flawless game. I thought he had a flawless, flawless game. He was I was highly impressed with Dak Prescott throwing for four touchdowns, another one on the ground. He ran in for he distributed the ball very well. Um, and man, that you I hats off to the Cowboys for just really a dominant performance um on the road. Um can the Cowboys keep up this offense and can continue the, this way, Obed? I don't know. They beat a team that lost to the Packers, the Chiefs three game losing streak to the Steelers in, in Pittsburgh, in Carolina. And then they lost to the Ravens who, you know, really wasn't a good team at that point. Um, they lost to the Niners. They lost to the Bengals. They lost to the Falcons last game of the season. I don't know why anybody would be shocked that they lost to a team on paper with better talent in Denver. Um, the, it was an unfortunate uh, red zone interception that Tom Brady threw on an opening drive that was going really well for them, you know, good start to the game. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the Cowboys beat a bad team. We said it last week. We wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys won because this is not, this is not a good Tampa Bay team. They haven't been a good Tampa Bay team for mm-hmm. a very long time at all this season. Um, I know the first game was 19 to three in favor of the bucks, but a lot changed since then, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it just, you can't keep up when you don't have an offensive line, even though Ryan Jensen did play. Um, I agree with you 66. You're not even trying to run, you know, I mean, the, if you're going to go out, we're going to go out throwing. Right. And you're <laughs> down by so many points that you have to throw a lot, you know, and I did what, what good is running the ball. You got to get chunk yards. And that defense was firing off. Michael Parsons wanted this game, you know, one man wrecking crew out there. Oh um, yeah, for sure. You know, so 
And Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a goon, dog. Oh, he's been balling you. He, yeah. I think he's got a touchdown the last like, four or five games in a row for the Cowboys. Yeah. He um, had two touchdowns uh, week 18, uh, excuse me, week 17, Super Bowl, uh, fantasy Super Bowl week. It's just gutsy. <laughs> just gutsy. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, on the other side of the Cowboys, they fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. Um, I'm not sure if that was really the necessary move. I don't really blame Byron Leftwich, dude. You had injuries. You know what I mean? You had offensive line. So I don't really think it's just on him. This entire team changed the minute Todd Bowles took over as head coach, dude. 100%. Hashtag just saying. Yeah, 100%. You know, well, he's a conservative coach who, you know, doesn't. He's also a defensive coach. And I mean, Brandon Staley's a defensive coach. And with uh, OC and Lombardi, they chose trying to throw it all over the place. But he definitely, I think, superseded a lot of stuff that Byron Leftwich and Tom wanted to do. And I think, you know, he wasn't going to be the pushover to doing things Tom's way, the way that Bruce Arians had done, but th- that synergy and having a offense based scheme all around gave them a shot to even get a chance to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, and still be competitive the year after doing the same thing. Right. So, you know, I, it's, yeah, I mean, I just don't think Tampa Bay, this iteration of Tampa Bay can be competitive. You have to, you have to be slinging the ball around. Uh, you have to get better play. Um, from your wide receiver core uh, even though like your big three showed up you know there's just not enough help there when your running backs just are non-existent you know F- facts facts yeah, so. I'm wondering Obed what happens next for your boy TB12 does he stay does he go is even if he goes does he just retire again um, does he go to a new team What's going to happen there? You know, obviously he's going to take his time. You know, he mentioned it in his outgoing press conference after the game, you know, he's just going to figure out, you know, things slowly, you know, they obviously everything's still fresh and, you know, did this game, the loss just happened, but what's your take? Does he return to Tampa? Does he go to another squad or he just says, yo, I'm out. I'm done. I think he's out um, of Tampa. I think we'll see what happens with San Francisco because I know he wants to go to the West coast. There was talk of him going to the Raiders. Um, he could go there and just run the scheme that he has with uh, Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. you know, in a in a division that wants to throw, that wants to score points. Um, Especially with, oh, with Devontae Adams. Ooh-wee. Right. You know, Yo. um, he's oh, got, yeah. a, he got an A1 Definitely. guy who's going to be where he expects him to be all the time. You it's know? almost like giving him Randy Moss all over again. It's almost like giving him Randy Moss all over again. You know? um, except Randy had more speed than Devontae did. I'll say that. I think Randy is way faster. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, 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 for um, sure. But get, having that 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 guy he can build something with. I mean, it'd be it'd be tantalizing. You got that big tight end. He could maybe be a Gronk for you, right? You got your yeah. Russ Welker out there. But the Raiders have around. no defense whatsoever, bro. I mean, you tell the tell the Patriots that you know when they're uh, winning the game. They, they had they had some solid defenses. Dude. <laughs> Bill Belichick was a defensive minded coach as well, too. So yeah, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. You know, Carl Nassib is not bad. You know, I think these guys out here play that. You know, I don't think they'll have Chandler Jones, but the Chandler might try to stay there if uh, Tom shows up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also like the San Francisco aspect. You know, yeah. um, they don't technically have a quarterback, and I don't think Trey Lance is the guy because he just didn't look comfortable at all the way Brock Purdy has, and Brock. Mm-hmm. He's on a rookie deal. He can sit back as long oh, as he, he doesn't win a Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl, we got a <laughs> Right, right, right. How can you bench a Super Bowl winning quarterback? How can exactly. you bench a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Right. Oh, well, a rookie, mind you. A rookie, tell, that, mind. tell that to Philadelphia because they love themselves from Carson Wentz, but Nick Foles got it done. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like 
you in San Francisco, let's say they don't win the Super Bowl, you bring Tom Brady in, you trade the rights, you trade Trey Lance away for some 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 draft capital. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G probably was going to walk anyway. He was pretty much out the door last year anyway. Right. Um, you and you can you you have Brock Purdy on the bench, learning from learning the, from Tom Brady, learning literally learning from Tom Brady. That's yeah. not a bad thing, bro. That's not, <laughs> not a bad thing at all. Being, playing playing the way he did this season. And then learning, oh, like learning from possibly one of the greatest football players of all time. And like, the NFC is NFC West is in tatters. The only other good team is the Seattle Seahawks yes, because Kyler Murray isn't going to come back to full strength until October, December, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uh the Rams, the Rams look atrocious with a quarterback who might not survive another like six games. You know? Right, right. He's been broken in half so many times. Right. Yo, San Francisco. I mean, look at San Francisco. San Francisco's probably one of the one of the hottest teams in the NFL. We only like 10 straight games. Whatever it is, you know, that, like like I said before, that Christian McCaffrey trade was amazing. So you give Tom Brady, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon, I, you, I mean, come on, dude, George Kittle. So he studs has on so, studs. another you know, all these teams got a Gronk. He just needs a Gronk. <laughs> all that was missing was a guy to just go up the scene when everybody else is covered. They have a massive receiver core. You have and he can dump it out as CMC too, dude. That's the thing, bro. Tom Brady like, and Christian McCaffrey will be wild. Yo. Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey will be wild. I think a, I think a move to San Francisco, and he's from the area too. And he's from the Bay Area. This is people don't know. People don't know. Dude, San, San Mateo, California's finest, Tom Brady. Yo, Tom San Francisco. You give Tom you give San Francisco Tom Brady, a healthy Tom Brady, a healthy healthy offensive line. San Francisco might well, might just might win the Super Bowl next year. You know, if they don't even do hell, if they don't even win it this year, you know what I mean? Might yeah, be, yeah, they don't win it this year, right? They, like, can, they, can, they, they can very well win it this year, you know what I mean? Billy so, doesn't want to see San Fran. Silly, yeah. that's all I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, lots lot to be seen there. Let's move on to our divisional matchups. Obed, um, this weekend we got a, we have four games on the slate. First up is Jacksonville and Kansas City. Uh, I think this is kind of a no brainer that everyone is going to be picking the Kansas City Chiefs. They are the favorite thing. They're the favorite at almost a eighty percent chance of winning this game. Uh, we all know Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be MVP. I think if Jalen Hurts doesn't get doesn't get hurt, but, you know, no pun intended there. Um, those last those few <laughs> games, I think it's probably going to be him. But Patrick Mahomes has you know been that dude this year, throwing for over five thousand yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, fifty-two, fifty. Yep, first in the NFL in yards, first in the NFL in touchdown passes at forty-one, and first in QBR. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs are are I'm, I'm I think the Chiefs are the I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now, even over even over the Philadelphia Eagles. I have to say, um, I, I see this game getting out of hand by third quarter. Um, I see this in the realms of anywhere uh, thirty-eight to thirteen final. Yeah, if Jacksonville comes out here and throws four picks, excuse me, if Trevor Lawrence comes out here and throws four picks uh, in Arrowhead. Oh my god. Oh my God. And and <laughs> Kansas City will start playing Ring Around the Rosie again before they go for their red zone <laughs> tries. You know what I mean? Like that's hey, listen, say what you will about New England embarrassing teams. They were just dominant. The Kansas City Chiefs are like waving their genitals in your face. That's that's <laughs> you know, I I that's there's a lot of disrespect in that. Like I know where they got it from. I understand they, it was a soccer game if, and like it was a fucker, but but if you mad about it, do something about it. Oh wait, yeah, you, you can't do something about it. Yo, but then, but you know how dudes are. I don't need you if you, America, go back and watch Tom Brady 
opening season 2008 against the Kansas City Chiefs. When they don't like you and you're just dominant on them and doing stuff like that, they can take offense to it and then they will make sure you don't play for the season. Hmm. I've never seen a grown man throw a forearm into the side of a knee. What do you think is going to happen? You throw all your body weight in the forearm into the side of a knee. You're probably going to blow somebody's knee up. Okay. Right. That's the kind of stuff that could happen when you're out here, like just being disrespectful to another grown man. Like it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. But again, digress. You, like you said, you have to stop it. Um, I don't, I think Patrick Mahomes, if, if he isn't the MVP, you know, it should have been Justin Jefferson if he didn't have a whole bunch of just just lay down games the last few weeks because mm. Kevin O'Connell gave up on targeting his his horse. Um, my goodness, Patrick Mahomes could come out here and like demolish these guys. <laughs> three three fifty and four touchdowns. He That's might run up. for he might run for two of them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they, it seems like they've started to got uh, started to get um, Kadarius Tony going, and I think he's gonna be huge for them next year. Yeah, no, this Kansas City all the way. It's just not. Yeah, you know. yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I, he's at 38-13. I can see that. I can see it. Yeah. Um, the next matchup this Saturday night, the New York football giants at the Philadelphia Eagles divisional a- NFC East matchup rivalry going there. Um, but the Giants don't have a chance. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to run away with this one. Luckily, Jalen Hurts, uh, the Eagles had that bye week. He was able to rehab that shoulder. Now, how much is it fully healed, being that he had to play in the last regular season game because Gardner Minshew couldn't get one of the other two games, uh, victory in the other two games, which would have given Jalen Hurts the entire time off. He would have had four consecutive weeks off to heal that shoulder. But then, he, you know, he had two weeks off. He had to play. Then he only had a week off. So, yeah, shame on the Philadelphia Eagles not, not winning one of those two games without Jalen Hurts. Um, but anyway, uh Eagles, I think, are favorite. Um, obviously, in this one, I think they're what seven and a half point favorites. Um, the 80.4 percent chance of, of victory, according to uh, analytics. But yeah, uh, I think Eagles all the way. I think the Giants are going to have to run the ball effectively, not only with Saquon Barkley, but with Daniel Jones as well too. He ran very well against Minnesota Vikings last week. Um, you know, and that was a game where the Giants were you no. Know, even though they were the favorite as the Vikings were, especially the fact that it was in home, that but the Giants almost beat them earlier in, this, in the regular season at, at that same destination. And now they came up with it. So that's Brian Dable very well, maybe the coach of the year, if it's not Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but I'm going to go Eagles in this one. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be closer than we think. I'm going to say 20 to 17 Philadelphia in this one. Oh, bad. I'm, I will. I hear that. I think that, I think the the Eagles should win by more than that, right? They should. They should win by more than that. But and that's that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me that we have an air of mystery as to how this Eagles team is going to come out here and perform based on what we've seen of them of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get it done, but is it that they're getting it done or that they have just rock stars around the engine? And if the engine isn't pumping at 100%, they're not going to get what they need out of it, right? Exactly, but how healthy is Jalen Hurts? That's what right. we don't know. Is he going to be slinging it out here to guys, or is the shoulder that bad that like he's not the arms not there? They're just going to be like hoping that he runs right, mm-hmm. hoping that they can open up on left lanes. And this Giants team is dangerous. 
first off, Daniel Jones is so has has taken care of the ball. I think Daniel the ball is literally Daniel Jones's child. It is his baby. He has not. He has looked like a young Josh Allen out there, which is what people were hoping that the true head coach of the year, uh, Brian Dable, has put together. Uh, I can't give it to Nick Sirianni because they had an easy schedule. And I don't I don't care about you play who's in front of you. They they weren't even dominant in some of these games. That Houston game, they looked bad. The 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 uh, Philly game, they shouldn't have allowed Philly to be in that game. You know, right. when they when they had a, a Cooper Rush. You know, um, I mean the Dallas game, the Dallas game, the Dallas game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so I I just whoever scores thirty points in that game is going to win. And I don't. What we're seeing right now, I just it, it just dawned on me um, that Brian Dable is calling the offense now. It's no longer whoever was calling the offense before. These are, mm. these are, they, you know, sitting there watching it, you would think that Brian Dable was coming out of his bag. No, 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 this is the bag. These are the plays you never got to see. This is the stuff he knew that he could do because he has the wide receivers. Isaiah Hodges off of waivers. Uh, uh, He's looked good. Reece, he looked good. He was looking right? good. Right. Uh, uh, James, James Rich, James, Reese James. I can't remember his name. James Reese Jr. What was it? I can't. Richie James. Richie James. Richie James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie James Jr. You know, a rookie, right? Darius Slayton, a guy you didn't want to give the ball to, catching four for 88 against the Vikings. Like, I, I just, whew, your best running back is the quarterback. Again, <laughs> yet again for his team. Well, why aren't you feeding Saquon Barkley, though? He's that dude. I don't Come need on. to yet. I don't need to yet. He knew he could beat the Vikings without having to feed him, overly feed him, mm -hmm. right? He got my man two touchdowns. He was, he was the, he played Zeke. He played the Zeke role. He might not have had to do a whole bunch of work, but he took a bunch of hits and he scored a bunch of touchdowns. You know, like this is, if, if the Eagles don't have a plan to score 30 points, I don't know if they'll win this game because Dable looks like that's what he wants to come and do with plays that we haven't seen that are working very well. Well, you better get the ball to AJ Brown. That's fair. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. And and the Vikings have a bad defense as well. So let's not Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Giants, right, 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 right. Have a bad defense. But and we've said that numerous times. Yeah. Right. But just what he was doing play calling when I watched the game, it Dable's cut. He he's he want he's gonna try to win a game by any means necessary. Yeah. And if the, okay. the Eagles aren't willing to do that, they're not gonna win. So you still are you still saying the Eagles are going to win this game though for overall? I think the Eagles should win this game. I'm picking the Eagles. They should win this game. But I, you know, honestly, I would rather leave it up to mystery and be like, yo, whoever scores 30 is going to win. And I yeah. wonder if the Eagles can score 30 points. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. see what happens there. The Sunday matchups first off, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Obviously, this is a quote-unquote rematch of the Monday night game that we did not get to see because of the devastating injury to Demar Hamlin, of course, as we all know. Um, good news on that note. On that note, he is out of the hospital. He's been actually visiting the the Bills facility pretty frequently, oh, nice. so he's doing much much better. But he's got, still got a long way to go. Uh, but shout out to Demar Hamlin, of course. Um, this matchup, I don't know. Um, I would be more nervous if it was in Cincinnati. Luckily, it's in Buffalo. Um, so I'm going to pick Buffalo. I mean, I think I was figured I was going to pick Buffalo no matter what. But the fact that it's in Buffalo, it makes me a little bit more comfortable for the matchup, Obed. Um, I think in this one here, the Bills just have to limit the turnovers. You know, because last week against Miami, we saw how close that game was. You know, Josh Allen threw a couple of interceptions, had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown yeah. for the by the Miami Dolphins. You have to limit the turnovers and, in fact, have no turnovers. 
Joe Burrow on this offense, they will take advantage of that. Um, you've got to shut down Jamar Chase. I know you mentioned about these T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, but you know, T Higgins might be maybe recovering. You know, I think he had an illness mm-hmm. last week. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but throw the ball early to and early and often to Stefan Diggs. Dawson Knox is coming along. I, I'm liking don't like him when I see out of I see out of Dawson Knox. Um, but you have to limit the turnovers and get pressure to Joe Burrow. Like I said it before, this is where the Bills m- miss Von Miller. This is this is a big part of it. You know, they're missing Von Miller out here, dog. And Matt Milano is going to have to really, really get get in that pressure, come off that blitz package, come off the side. Uh, all pro Matt Milano. All pro Matt Milano. You know. off the tongue nicely. <laughs> yep, I like it. And, uh, you know, I think you mentioned to me before we came on here that the Bengals are missing two offensive linemen. Three. Three. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going Buffalo – Oh man, I'm gonna say Buffalo 27 to 20 Bills. Um, I think both of these teams are gonna try to score 40. And I'm gonna say that because this game is not in Buffalo. This game is in Atlanta. They are playing at a neutral site. No, no, that's fallout. No, this game, I thought this game was in Buffalo. No, this game is in Atlanta. This game I thought that, I thought that was all, I thought that was only the AFC championship game would be in Atlanta. Oh, they're not they're playing this in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. This is in Buffalo. Oh my God! The AFC the AFC championship game, if that comes down to the Bills and the Chiefs, that would be in Atlanta. Or if it's the Bengals and the Chiefs, that would be in Atlanta. That's the scenario. That's okay. for the AFC championship game. Okay. Um. Then, gosh, I don't. Yeah, I think we're still gonna get into the 30s. This is the, just is supposed. This is going to have to be a track meet to win, right? These are both cold weather teams, so we're not worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to make some plays against Baltimore, and Baltimore as a division rival is a team that is built to try to beat you, right? So that's why those games can be a little a little closer than you usually like. That being said, if this Bills defense comes out here and plays the way they played last week against a team that, if they had if more plays had been made and more help given to the quarterback, maybe mm. they play a little differently, right? They had the defensive play. They got, they won the turnover battle, right? They got a, a, a not the turnover battle. They want, they scored a defensive touchdown. You usually score a defensive touchdown. You get a good chance to win the game. Mm. Um, I'll take Buffalo, but this it's, is, it seems like you're unsure. I'm, it's, I'm unsure because the other team is, built to attack the bill's weakness the bill's secondary has not been playing the way they should be mm-hmm. you know and so yeah you mean Tredavious white is still recovering from that acl he's out even though he's out there he's not you know what he was and when he went when help really really fully healthy but he was chasing on the play that scored a touchdown in their meetup the, for the, the seven minutes of game that they played he's chasing and and it looked it looked relatively easy for tyler boyd to have made that touchdown so if they can isolate the guy who's coming back, who's still shaky and get you get the matchups that they want, you know what I mean? Like that's uh, the thing. Uh, that's, that's why. And I, you know, you made this point that it's bad that Von Miller was out. Thankfully, Matt Milano's there. I think Matt Milano can help, uh, you know, recreate that havoc in the back that you, that you were having with Von Miller, mm-hmm. but you know, Hey, those blitz packages need to be really good because he could find, remember back in the, like, not even, it was last year. He used to hit CJ Uzoma in the middle of the field. CJ Uzoma would run for an 86-yard touchdown. No. That could have that could be the story of this game. 
You know what I mean? Like it, it could be easy if you're focusing on Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Hayden Hurst, uh, uh, excuse me, not Hayden Hurst, uh, Tyler Boyd, right? Samaj P. Ryan coming out of the backfield, right? It's, it's the, like you said, you in the AFC, you want to have a quarterback that can go because these rosters can go five deep. I said the, the Bengals could throw to seven guys a game. Mm-hmm. That is, that is going to, that's why Von Miller but- is so, so important. But the game plan may be different for Cincinnati now that they're out additional offensive linemen. I think they ruled out Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa. Um, Leo Collins has been out since week 16 with that torn ACL. So, I mean, it's that's that's a big – they were basically down to three backups on the offensive line. And this Bills defense can get after the QB. You know, like I said, I know, even though Von Miller's not there anymore, you still got Shaq Lawson. You still got Tremaine Edmonds up there. And we talked about all pro Matt Milano. Yeah. I mean, you have to go after Joe Burrow. You cannot let him sit in the pocket right? Dice sur- you up. and survey the field and dice you up. Can I ask you a question? In the in the uh, Dallas Cowboys game against Tampa Bay, did you see this offensive formation they had where they were bringing in their off- another offensive lineman? in like a uh, two running back set, but the offensive lineman steps in and takes the rushing to try mm. to give Dak Prescott more time to make plays. Mm. And I wonder if other teams are going to adopt this by saying, hey, okay, we'll go jumbo set, but we'll pull that tight end off the line, make him an eligible receiver, place him there to be an extra blocker to give the quarterback more time. Mm-hmm. I, had not, I had not seen it before. And it was very, it was weird it was a weird thing that had to occur because of how fast these defenses are getting and how much the offensive lines can't hold or maintain because of injury. So it's just interesting to see what they were doing. So I don't know. Yeah, there, yeah. There are, I'm sure there might be ways to try to keep Burrow upright, but you're right. In the worst terms possible, to paraphrase another coach, you know, the, the take out the head of the snake and the body will fall. I think this is going to be a good matchup, though, with the Bengals and Bills, uh, Obed. Uh, the Bills again, should win. I think the Bills yeah, should yeah. Win. Especially, yeah. Like I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 720. So Buffalo. I'll say 34-31. Okay. All right. Um, and the last divisional matchup, Dallas at San Francisco. I think this is going to be a good one here. But I think San Francisco can walk away with this one. Dallas coming off that high, off that over that win at Tampa Bay. And I feel like they can just come out flat because we've seen Dallas, like I said, look like that against Tampa and then look like straight up doo-doo against other, other, other teams where they come out flat. Dash Prescott throws at a pick six, you know, um, yeah. and this San Francisco 49ers defense is legitimate. As we all know, they are, the, are probably the number one defense in the entire NFL. So let's not get it twisted. These dudes, uh, Bosa and them boys, they will go. They gonna get. They gonna get in there real quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know, Arik Armstead is a, is a beast. Even Greenlaw as well too. Fred Warner, um, man, I got the Niners. Because I, 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 I mean, I don't. The Cowboys. I mean, for all them Cowboys fans out there who were talking all those nonsense, because I saw a lot of them. I was out here in Tampa Bay last week for uh, you know, the ESPN was doing their shows down in Tampa Bay where everybody was lined up outside. It was a lot of Cowboys fans out here in Tampa Bay talking a whole lot of smoke, and they about to get that work put on them in San Francisco. Um, and they were talking about they were going, they going all the way, they going all the way. They mean, listen, they been, like I said, they've been saying that for the last twenty seven years. Ain't been to an NFC Championship game yet, okay? San Francisco is a team that can slow them down real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, I'm. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a lot here. I'm gonna go thirty. San Francisco thirty-eight. Dallas seventeen. Maybe Dallas even Dallas twenty. I'll say that thirty-eight twenty. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-five to ten. <laughs> okay, and I, because there is a you know, deck Dakota Rain is is you know, on a very good option to throw a pick and for more potentially a pick six, right? Mm-hmm. Um. He's uh, he's right. He's up there with Garoppolo with the chances of keeping a team in the game if he has a few bad moments. Even though he is, I find him to be a good quarterback. I find him to be a top ten quarterback in this league. Yeah. That being said, you can't be throwing picks to Fred Warner and you know Caven Greenlaw. You know Dick Bosa, like Dick Bosa. Doug Free is about to have his hand full. This San Francisco defense is so good. They're there, there. And then they got another Polynesian dude who just he's a vicious lethal killer. I don't know what's that dude uh who reminds me of um the guy from who was the guy from Pittsburgh years ago? Palomalu. Palomalu. I just need to get his name. I need to show him respect. Hufunga. Hufunga. Yes. I can I him up, dog. He I'm telling you what, he may have a pick six in this game. He may have a pick six. I can see it. I can see and so and so while again I I'm I'm careful to say. I think that the Giants could win a game if they score 30 points. They played against a bad defense the week before. I think that the uh, the Cowboys could win another game. They played a good game and, and looked well against the Tampa Buccaneers. They beat a bad defense. They beat a bad team overall. It is really hard for me to look at what the Cowboys did and say they beat – they beat a team that could have won that game because I didn't think Tampa Bay was going to win that game. Uh, but you know, I feel like they always could have had a chance just because it's Tom Brady, though. Even though right. Dallas was the better team on paper. I think we said that last week. Dallas yeah. was, the, was the better team on paper. But you had the all-time great in Tom Brady on the other side of the football. That's I know, just that's why. He hadn't been – he hadn't looked all-time great in some games. They were just sneaking out like he knew how to sneak out a win. I, I watched Tom Brady for a long time. He wasn't it this year. He wasn't – he was not him. Um, unfortunately uh so uh, you know san francisco is built to win the super bowl i'm sorry 332 mm-hmm. 332 passing yards from 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 brock Purdy. not that brock Purdy isn't isn't doing well but mm-hmm. this is brock Purdy. i'm not saying he's mr irrelevant i'm just saying that i don't think he is i don't i just don't think he's doing anything right now where we're like over the top this guy was you know the shanahan system has made a lot of quarterbacks look real good right, right so right Right. Matt Ryan has a, a, a MVP and a Super Bowl berth, and you know he's a Shanahan offense disciple guy. So, but yeah, thirty-five ten. I don't. I, I think it could. Be, I think it could get bad. I think. Yeah. It's even, I think Trayvon Diggs is kind of trying to be selling out for too many picks. He's going to get beat by Debo Samuel on some plays. He's going to get beat, uh, by, beat by Brandon Ayuk on some plays. Right. Juan Jennings on some plays. Yep. Um, they're going to have to slow down George Kittle as well, too, who didn't really, really do anything last week against Seattle. He only had, what, two catches, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. against Seattle. And they yeah. still dominated on, on the field, you know. Um, yeah, I can see this game getting out of hand real quick. Um, but here's the thing. The Cowboys, uh, just for, just for, just for, you know, just for, just for like overall morale and the way this team has been going, they have to win. They they have to at least get to the NFC Championship game before some changes are made. Uh, and I think that's going to start out in the in the in the backfield. 
I'm not sure if Ezekiel Elliott is going to be sticking around in Dallas for too much longer. Tony Pollard seems to me like he is going to be the feature back for years to come with Dallas. Zeke hasn't been doing it. Yes, he may be getting the end zone a couple times, but he only he doesn't he doesn't even have like 80 yards in a game, you know, in quite some time, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's not that feature back. Ever since he got his money, he hasn't done anything. Obed. I don't think that that's particularly the case. He was like the running back six last year in fantasy for fantasy purposes. Uh, Zeke is um, just, he might not be getting it done, but I think the, if you dig into the numbers, it's, you'll find that he's doing more than people give him credit for. It's just when the next guy up is a dynamo. And we saw this in, uh, in Carolina, right? Where we have Devonta Freeman but then they bring in Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams makes a bunch of plays. So you get rid of, you let Devonta Freeman go. Jonathan Williams eh, does okay. He's a solid guy, but isn't really mm-hmm. doing much. And Devonta Freeman goes and studs out somewhere else. Now, I don't know if Ezekiel Elliott, this iteration of him is going to go out and stud somewhere else. But, mm-hmm. you know, I you, you really got to dig into the numbers. Efficiency-wise, it looks bad. But, you know, I, mean, I think there's more to it than this was his l- lowest production as an entire his entire NFL career since he came to the league in 2016. He had only had 876 yards rushing this year, the lowest of his of his year. He has not lived up to that, you know, that same you know height where he in his rookie year, he ran up for 1600 yards and 15 touchdowns. Um, How many years ago is that, man? You know, <laughs> it's a long time ago, Sherman. Now we're but, talking the way we talk about Zeke at the at this point in his career, understanding the amount of t- wear and tear that's been on this guy it's just unnecessary hate like okay seven years seven years i completely at seven years for a running back who just take how many hits did he take you know how many times did the quarterback not really get it done in dallas where they were a power run team and he's just Mm. getting crushed into a wall of guys okay he's they've they've used up his life force and this is where he's at is he a feature back when you can put one of these you know, Darren Sproles guys out there, Austin Eckler. Remember, this is no different than Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Melvin Gordon was a solid running back who ran great for other teams after he left uh, the uh, the Chargers. But what happened? They brought in Austin Eckler, who looked like a spark club every time he touched the ball. If you get Tony Ball to become a star, Austin Eckler, great. But it's just because they're standing side by side that you can't appreciate one and appreciate the other at the same time. And, you know, fun, there was a time when it was thunder and lightning. There was a time that we looked mm-hmm. at what Brandon Jacobs gave us no, and we loved what Ahmad Rachel I'm not saying Ezekiel Elliott is a bad football player. I just don't think he's going to be that dude in Dallas any longer. I think he's going to yeah. move on. I think it's going to be Tony Pryor, like you just said, Austin Eckler. And Zeke could eat in other, in other, another team. Right, right, right. I, mean, I just... I just think he's, you know, it's a money thing. The only reason he's there is because they owe him like $23 million or something like that. Yeah. So once the money's up and they feel comfortable enough having that dead cap, excuse me, money owed to him is not dead. Um, money that isn't being spent on you. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's, I could 100% see. I don't know who the backup is. I'm sure they'll go look for another guy. But if people want to see uh, Tony yeah, Pollard sure. get the 100% role, I want to see if he survives. Straight up, mm. he's a small guy. He's mm-hmm. Austin Elko mm-hmm. is one of the strongest men in the NFL. Okay, you guys think that Zeke wasn't doing much? Let's go see when you need to slam Tony Pollard into a wall thirty mm-hmm. times in a game to get the W. Um, but back to this Cowboys Niners game. I think we're both going Niners here. I think it's going to be an interesting one to see. And Cowboys fans will have another disappointing year. We'll just have a, a we'll probably have a, a, some new me, new memes of Cowboys fans in the arena just being sad. 
<laughs> you know, and just, you know, that we, we got a few last year. We had those, we had a few memes. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. I can't even Hey, They made it to the second round of the playoffs. I can't even, I'm not mad, you know, and to lose no, to I'm, this team, they can, they yeah, can, I mean, uh, you know what I mean? You can say, Hey, that was a decent team that they lost to. Yeah. They didn't think they'll ever win a Super Bowl, you know? Right. That's the thing. And, you know, I feel like it's them a Super Bowl bust and, and they're not going to be losing to a bad team at all whatsoever. Yeah. So they just made That's the only thing to keep guys Right, get guys keeping guys their jobs. It's like, well, we didn't lose to a bad team. Right. Yeah. If they had lost last week to Tampa Bay, people would be getting fired for sure. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, yep. Uh, well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. So happy that you joined in once again. Uh, Obed, any last words for the people before we roll out of here? Uh, listen, I'm giving you the heads up. You got three weeks, three and a half weeks. If you haven't gotten a reservation yet, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. get on that day you know valentine's day is coming i don't need to tell you right <laughs> go get the flowers now before those things jump in price and then you know you got to pay 45 dollars for a bouquet that used to cost 12 last year yeah. <laughs> facts you know i'm and dude i feel and i feel like going out on valentine's day it's like almost as bad as going out on mother's day 100 mother's day is every- as a person who's worked as a restaurant before mother's day is the worst day of the year dude it's packed everywhere you go it'd be packed at ihop bro forget the five-star restaurant so you got you got to think about it in terms like this i'll give you a quick one so we can get out of here uh when you take a person out for a holiday that's like designed for that person or some specific purpose you try to take them to a place a little nicer than what you usually take them mm-hmm. so don't expect big tips because this person usually doesn't dine here (laughs) it can be a rough night of having to give really good service to people who are anxious and agitated Mm -hmm. trying to impress somebody that you know staying getting out of their lane and trying to show them a good time let's have a little more patience out there man yep yep um folks don't forget to check us out on twitter at the wwe and t for obed i am sure and we will catch you guys next time peace peace